What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Austin, Waco, Temple, Colleen, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo, you are tuned in here to the Thursday edition of the Sports Grind presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, Bartlett spinning the one and twos. Your number to participate is 1-800-707-9760. If you know what you want to talk about, like always, it is open phone line. Feel free to give us a call. Anything that we discussed on yesterday's show, if you didn't have an opportunity to call, you can parlay that over to today. And anything that we're discussing on the docket today that you want to give your opinion on, feel free to do that. We just ask you to be patient during the breaks and segments, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, keep in mind, if you need to reach out to me via Twitter, you can do that at SportsGrind. And also, if you want to stream the show live, uh, you can always, and you can leave live, you know, real comments, and I'll respond in real time. And if I don't, I'll respond to those later. But you can go to the business Facebook page of SportsGrind Entertainment, or you can go to my personal page as well. And if you ever miss any of the episodes live, you can always go to SportsGrindOnline.com, where you can download the podcast seven days a week. 1-800-707-9760. What's up, Mr. Klein? Ready to rock and roll? <clears throat> All right. Barley? What's going on, gentlemen? It's going. It's going. It's Thursday, moving closer to the weekend. Today's December the 1st. Okay. Glad glad it's the 1st. Okay. November was, uh, you know, for me, but I'm glad it's the 1st of December. So we've got the down to the last month of the year. The deuce, deuce, deuce. So... This is what we've got popping this Thursday. Got a lot, actually. Probably won't get to all of it. But, um, of course, you know, World Cup continues to go on. You know, we're a few days, couple days, and our men will be back in action, uh, you know, taking on the Netherlands. Uh, Pulisic, you know, he's said he's doing everything in his power uh, to get back to be prepared for Saturday's morning's match. Uh, but he also wanted to clarify he did not get to receive. He said he did not receive a low blow. Okay. He didn't get which, kicked in the ding ding. Yeah, yeah. He's denying that, which uh, you know, you had to take him at his word. Anyway, it was a, it was it was a tough blow. So um obviously he won't be a hundred percent, but I think, you know, when you're talking about something, it's not, hey man, we'll we'll give it a go next week. We'll give it a go to no, you like everything you've done leading up for the last three years, two and a half, three years has been for this moment to get at this stage. I mean, the guy would have to have probably feet amputated not to get out there on that pitch Saturday morning. So you have that going on. Uh, it was going on while we were on the air yesterday, but Mexico, Mexico was eliminated. You know, their their program has been down for some years now. They've they went through some coaches um, over the last few years. Um, you know, I will just say I got a chance to watch, uh, watch the replay of most of that game. Uh, Mexico had about like seen like a hundred offside calls called back too. Um, you know, it was one of those situations they needed to win three zero, uh, based off of uh Poland situation and the whole goal differential. But disappointing for Mexico, like I said, that is a country of soccer tradition that is supposed to be better than this. And I've been saying for years, in my opinion, USA is past Mexico and soccer just for talent being better now. You know, uh, there's a lot of factors into that, but, you know, and that's the rivalry between the two. Uh, but Mexico has been struggling for a minute now here for the last few years, um, per se. So they're going home. Um, another little bit surprised, um, 
like I said, I don't, you know, it's, it, I don't play to attention. I don't pay attention to all these countries doing qualification. I mean, I'm only paying attention to really what U.S. is doing, and I'm even in depth in that. But of being around and and playing the game, growing up playing the game, and really watching World Cup since '86. You know, Belgium over the last few cups, they have come onto the scene that they're a respected country. Uh, when it comes to soccer, they've made some good showings here in the last two or three World Cups. So them to be eliminated was kind of a surprise uh, to me. Uh, when you look at everything going on and we've got, you know, I think we've got um, Portugal in action right now. We've got a couple. We should be wrapping up, you know, the real final group 16 after today, I think. <clears throat> and then we go into group 16 starting this weekend. But um, right now, as we get in a knockout stage, man. What I've taken from what I've paid attention to, I've been saying France looks better to me than they did four years ago when they won it. Doesn't mean necessarily they're going to go back to back or win it again. Um, you know, granted that they lost, they they set their best play. They had a few players out. They didn't. They knew they didn't really need to win or tie that game. They were going to win the group anyway. Um, I knew going into this cup, Brazil was going to have the best defense in the tournament and they do and the third thing i take from this is argentina th this is you know this is one of his better teams that he's had since probably the first time he's played uh for the national team uh, speaking of messi and i think what i see in the team after the major upset in the first match what I kind of see is a team that's pretty much looks like they're getting better and better after each game. Um, and, the, and I think they will be a tough out as well, but this should be interesting. The only team I haven't really paid attention. I'm eager to see it. And I don't even know where they stand. I know they're playing, but Germany, I don't know what they needed or what, um, where they're going to be at their group, but I'm assuming, I think they're advancing. Uh, but you have your world cup action going on. Um, also NBA continues to go on NBA, your Spurs, Drop nine in a row. They lose in OKC. I watched the first quarter. I paid attention to the first quarter, the second quarter, and I'm going to have full transparency, man. I mean, when it comes to the Spurs on a nightly basis, it's like a ranking system. It's going to depend on what else I have that I've got to pay attention to or that I want to view or, or what my interests, uh, personal interest is in. And then if the Spurs are playing at that time, that's the way it goes. But when I have an opportunity to <clears throat> watch them, I will because I just feel I already know what – what they're dealing with and know kind of what the roster looks like by now. And it's, it is what it is, but what the hell happened last night? Cause when I did leave the game, they were in control of the first quarter. I mean, they looked like they were in control for the most part. And again, a, a, you know, a league gone against a team that should be really almost their equal. I mean, OKC is a team that's predicted to win no more than 26, 27 games as well. What happened last night? Well, the team couldn't hit the broad side of a barn in the second half is really what happened. Um, I think they were shooting, finished the first half around like 56 or 65, having a little like number mismatch there, percent from the floor. I mean, they were on fire, and then they just couldn't hit. That drops down to 44% for the game. So you factor how much that drop is, and you know, look, look, Oklahoma's their city, they're, they're hungry, and they were without their star last night, SGA. Now, you also are missing some key pieces still with San Antonio. Sohan is going to be out and uh, didn't make the trip. Pirtle didn't make the trip. But this really was a moment for, you know, your two young stars, Keldon Johnson, Devin Vassell, 
to really show that they could not only get the lead, protect the lead. I think last night they uh, they entered the game five and one when they take the first quarter. They, they this is the second time now, second consecutive game that they uh, dropped the first quarter. Um, or won the first quarter and dropped the game overall. It happened against the Lakers the other night, too. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's been a theme of theirs for the last couple of years, to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, that's just nine in a row. I mean, we'll just keep, we'll monitor it. Who, who do they have up next? Because they had some time off from that trip, you said, that they that West Coast trip was. They should be back in that. I think it's a light night tonight. I think there's only one NBA game on schedule, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe a couple, but it's a light night tonight on Thursday, especially with the NFL going on. But who does the Spurs have up next? Uh, up next, the Spurs have the Pelicans back at mm. home tomorrow night. Oh, so okay. you've got you – if you're in San Antonio, you have a choice. You go to the – Conference USA Championship game with the UTSA Roadrunners attempting mm-hmm. to get forty five thousand in that building. True. Or do you go and watch your oh, I think like six and fifteen, six and sixteen Spurs right now at the AT and T Center? It is nineteen ninety nine Championship night, so they have the David Robinson bobblehead if you're interested. My goodness! So we've got there. We've gone with the gimmicky stuff. Nineteen nine. I mean, how, this has to be like at least the tenth bobblehead of David Robinson we can give out. And like since they've been in the AT and T Center, man, it's just a bunch of like like it's just, it's just you know recycling these promos down. I don't know. Like but not I rip all them of them on the turn court. into a, a riverboat. Parade. Yeah, man, I rip them on the court. I know I've never really got personal in their marketing schemes and their teams. But after they couldn't sell sponsorship for the AT and T Center, they really whoever's running that really lost their respect. Like I said, I could have closed that at the age of eighteen. Real talk. And you know me, I'm a humble guy. I barely ever brag on anything of my accomplishments. But just keeping it real, that's a disappointment. I know the climate we're in. I understand the state of the franchise. But you cannot get a sponsorship title or whatever agency that you hire. You cannot get a sponsorship title for a five-time NBA only dog and pony show in town. Arena sponsorship. You are coming up on the tenth anniversary here soon of that last title, Cal. It's been a minute. Man, I understand. Twenty fourteen might still feel like yesterday. No, man, that's still the Spurs. That's like that's just that. The, come on, that's still the Spurs. You know, and, and I mean, even if they and I doubt it. I mean, they can't. I mean, I know they ain't charging still O three pricing. They can't be charging that. All right. But at the end of the day, even that, no, man, I can't. No, no, would have done that straight out of, straight out of the veil. Would have had a lawyer be able to do the contract and all that because I probably wouldn't know that. But I could have negotiated. Like, come on, they're one no, step closer no. to Wembenyama. Anyway, at the bottom of the league. Moving on. So there's your Spurs update, Jazz. Um, also in the NBA, um, last night action took place, but. Really more about the Lakers. Lakers were able to um, get a victory over Portland. Portland's on, I think they've been on a road trip a little bit too. Young team, no Dame Lillard. He's been out. But I really like this young Portland team that Chauncey's working on. But Lakers were able to get be victorious. They look like they've been playing better. They're starting to figure it out a little bit, you know. Um, I like um, LeBron's line. I'm going to have to jack that one after because I can. that's kind of my what I kind of preach things, especially, you know, things that take place up in Colorado. Like, hey, everybody want instant oatmeal. And that ain't the case. 
All right. I like that little line afterwards because, you know, the Lakers, they look like they're doing a little bit. They're still challenged, but they really look like they're getting settled in to be competitive and especially beat the teams they're supposed to be. And they should be able to beat a shorthanded Portland, young Portland team. But that's not really the bite. Even though I like the sound bite, that's not the one that made the news. The one that made the news is when LeBron decided to, in his press conference, ask the media question. But hey, I got a question for y'all. Why ain't none of y'all asked me about that Jerry Jones photo? Now, mind you, LeBron is qualified to ask this question to the media, whether whether people and this is one of those that the LeBron haters are just not so much the LeBron haters, but what he kind of stands for and what he tries to bring up. This is the one that really is going to make their butt itch. But let me just tell you, LeBron is qualified to ask this question to the media because LeBron is a guy that's been in the position since he came in the NBA and going forward that anything that had to do with Something that's going on with the black community, LeBron has had to answer it. He hasn't duck and dodged it. He hasn't taken the MJ route. He hasn't taken the Kobe route, rest his soul. He hadn't taken the Tiger Woods route. He's taken it head on. So he's qualified and got skins on the wall, in my opinion, to be able to at, turn around and ask the media this question. So he asked the question, and he basically said, hey, well, I just want to know because, you know, it's kind of when hearing Kyrie when he spoke and kind of what you're saying is that we wanted the uh, same energy, just paraphrasing, I'm not going verbatim, but pretty much saying that we want the same energy when it comes to people running to aid to protect our community. And he's talking about the Jerry Jones photo. Now, mind you. I still kind of feel the way I feel my first initial. I can only go by my first initial reactions and what I really felt uh, about once I found out about what this controversy was with the Jerry Jones photo. And we already talked about that. So if you missed that show, go back to Tuesday and check the podcast on that. But I will. So I stand by still what I say. But however, LeBron's question and where he's the tree he's barking up and you and mind you, he is a Dallas Cowboy fan. Jerry Jones has given him like access before to Jerry World. If I'm not mistaken, Jerry Jones has gotten him a LeBron James Cowboys number 23 jersey mate. So there is a connection, not even just as a fan, but there's I'm not saying they're tight. They ain't close. But LeBron's had more of a business relationship and knowing like, hey, man, LeBron's a Cowboy fan. So the tree he decides to bark up is very calculated. And to me, it goes back to what I talked about during the Kyrie situation and the list of demands of what they wanted Kyrie to do before he came back. It was going to start this conversation in regards to are, uh, are we going to treat other communities and as other communities going to have that much power when it comes to situations like this? Because I look at it still the way I feel like, hey, man, I mean, you know, we pull in 1957, Jerry Jones, product of his environment. He's there at school. He's part of if he tells me, well, that was more curiosity at the time, whatever. I mean, if you believe him, you don't believe him. If you believe him, I mean, I think if you say that, you can only take the man at your word. But some people are not going to believe him. That's just reality. So I still stand by that. But the message in it and what LeBron's trying to say and what maybe that just the fact of let's let's ask and ask those questions about that photo, the intensity, the way the Kyrie Irving thing is handled and basically is just night and day. But me being, you know, 
about to be 46 years old here pretty soon. I've known that already with that community and our community. Now, the one thing I will say, though, to LeBron James is that it still is a challenge to us and our community to make sure we stick together amongst ourselves, too, first. That's the difference for the most part between our community and the community <clears throat> that LeBron speaks of that came out and went all guns blazing for Mr. West and Mr. Irving. Because we've got to make sure that in the community we have stick together as first as well and support because somewhat we, we basically we don't. And sometimes I can be guilty of that. I mean, I've had a platform forever. And sometimes there's probably more that I could have done, you know, for the African-American community that I really do. I mean, I give a platform in regards to voice. I mean, that was all my thing to say, hey, we need a voice. But there's more that I could have done, that could do, and still do that I haven't done that should have done. But at the same time also, it goes back to where it is, kind of where we are at in our community, which is the support. You know, the support that I've even gotten, feel that I've gotten business-wise from the African-American community, business-wise in my region. You know, so but LeBron has spoken. It started a conversation It's going to continue the conversation. But that's kind of where I felt we were going after this whole Kyrie situation and his demands. Anyway, we'll get more to the docket when we get back. We got some other things to get to. Sergio Garcia fires back at T. Weezy. You listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing Bartlett spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Cry. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and Seafood Lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind.
Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain-to-glass Stoli Vodka's starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official Sponsor of the sports crime. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to specs and stock up on after summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. 29, I keep up in this office. I'm in love with Houston, Dallas, Austin. Tell you guys to hold up on a team chain. Seem like they need All right, back here on the sports grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Bartlett's been the one and two. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis, and we are broadcasting from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, 1-800-707-9760. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Stoli Vodka. All right, Stoli Vodka is handcrafted in Latvia. The award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. That is Stoli Vodka, official sponsor of the sports crime. All right, keeping it moving. We have uh, Neff chiming in here on Facebook Live already. He said, sorry, Calvin, I disagree. LeBron has no business asking that question. I don't really care what LeBron James has to say about a 65-year-old pitcher. Well, Neff, uh, with all due respect, I mean, that's your opinion, and I'm, I still appreciate you shared it, but I can see why you don't really care because Neff Azuna, I mean, I've seen you on Facebook. I mean, you're not African-American, so you're not African-American from the African-American community, so LeBron is speaking up, and the reason why he was basically asking that back, question back because he was trying to make a point on how a lot of us feel from my community. So um, I can understand why you don't have a care to say about that picture because that picture has no relations to you or your ethnic background. And I mean, unless it's a different Neff, and if it is, accept my apologies. But to me, it's and you saying that is almost the same thing as telling LeBron to shut up and dribble. The reason why I say that he is basically yeah, qualified. No, no, I don't think so. It is because at the end of the day, LeBron is asked questions. It's just like me, man. It's like, you know, doing this this long. If there's anything that happens in the black community. OK, nationally or locally. That has nothing to do with sports or has to do. In this town, in this in, in this area, my home, they've been looked to this show over the last 15, 18 years to hear what I have to say or my former co-host has to say about that thing because y'all are, are African-American, y'all got a platform. What do you think? Not that we speak for all black people. No one black person speaks for all black people. But when reporters go in that room to talk to LeBron James, 70% of them are not there to talk about between the lines of the court with that particular guy because his platform and what he stands for, they want to know, hey, this went on. What do you feel about that, LeBron? Because he's open to it. He's put himself in that position to do it. So since he has, 
He, in my opinion, the same people that come in there and ask him that question, he has a right to turn back around and say, hey, look, I got a, I got a question for you. Why ain't none of y'all asked me about that picture with Jerry? Because y'all damn sure was quick to ask me about Kyrie. And LeBron knows why they're quick to ask about Kyrie, but he's using the point to say, look, this is what we're talking about. Not people that look like Neff, people that look like me, people that look like LeBron. This is what we're talking about. Because you have two prominent figures, wealthy figures in sports and entertainment that had came under attack massively from a certain community in the last 30 to 60 days financially. And it has sparked this question of debate, which I knew it was. And it's one of those situations that has had outside people come to their defense. And that's what LeBron is trying to say. Hey, why, why is it that when it goes down our committee, it's nobody outside rushing to come to our defense, really? That's what he's saying. So, yes, I do think because he takes these questions and he's been like that since he came out of Akron, Ohio, he, he's at, at 20 years in the league on his way out. Everything he's done for the league, everything he's done for in his community, hell yeah, he can sit there and turn and ask. I've seen athletes ask reporters a lot worse and, and less important questions in my life since I've been paying attention to sports. May I ask the question as to why LeBron feels like he needs to be asked about something this time? Because if you look at his Twitter account, he didn't say anything about the article within the last week. Could it be a fact of reporters understand his relationship with Jerry Jones? And that maybe that's why LeBron didn't even tweet anything about it in the first place or make an initial comment. As we talked about the other day, this, this story dropped on November 23rd, right before the Thanksgiving holiday. It became a conversation uh, topic over the weekend. And now we're here on Wednesday, Wednesday, uh, I'm here on Thursday, Wednesday night, LeBron says, hey, why haven't y'all asked me about this? And over that course of that week, LeBron himself has decided not, not to make a uh, public statement uh, uh, about it reg regarding it on his own Twitter account. I'm not in LeBron's head. I don't know LeBron, but I do know if you ask me to put himself in his shoes and me understanding from afar what I've paid attention to his career since the end of the NBA, LeBron is very calculated with everything he does in his career on and off the court. There's a reason why he waited until post game and didn't say anything on social media, Twitter, because he was waiting for evidently he was waiting for a setting that he wanted to be face to face with media. And not only this, and I do this sometimes, too, you put a you put, you put a personal deadline in your head on certain things. Like, if this person doesn't do this by this time, I'm going to do this. LeBron in his head is thinking like, Yo, I'm going to give, you know what? We play here. We come back home. We got a game here. We got, oh, that's TNT now. We got a national. That's a national. I'm going to give them to this. If somebody hasn't asked me about the about the Jerry Jones, then I'm going to take this. That's why. That's honestly what I think. If he would ask you the question, that's probably really the reason why he went and did it that way. But that almost feels like, to use your phrase, sliding into first, because now you're making it an issue not about Jerry Jones. This isn't even an issue about Jerry Jones anymore. This is an issue about the media not asking him about Jerry Jones. When, again, he's had that entire time. He's played games. I mean, he played in San Antonio. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's slide. I think it's unfair to say LeBron's slide. When has LeBron ever slid in the first base to attack anything? Well, because to do with this racial now, like you said, this tension. now feels this now feels calculated. It feels like he put a timer right. on it. So, but it's and not it weighed any weight. But, but it's not flying. It's not sliding but, in first okay, base. He's fake, always it's gone. Fake hustle. No, it's not fake hustle. He's never faked hustle when it has to do it, anything around waiting a week. 
to if you're, but, if you're so upset about the media not let me, asking let me you ask in this you time something. and you have LeBron's platform, let, let me ask you something. Why not say when, something sooner? When has LeBron ever not given a hundred percent or had fake hustle when it comes to anything to do with race relations in this country? And we and, and I know you've only been working with me for going on a couple of years, but you've been you've worked with me before in the past, and you've listened to the show since you've been in San Antonio. So when have we ever not talked about somebody's credit report? LeBron has an excellent credit report. You can talk about what you want about the finals record, what he is. This has nothing to do with the GOAT. LeBron has an excellent credit report when it comes to race relations and handling, tacking on, and speaking up for his community. So, And, and my he's, usually, he's usually there at the forefront with the conversation. Okay, but why does he have— but, but, Why so, wait but, a week? But, but why does he have to be up to Jonah's standards on how quickly he responds to something? Because now he's not saying about—it's not about him responding to it. It's about him get going after the media saying, hey, why didn't you guys ask me my Because listen what this. he's doing. He's telling them that that's, if you're going to co cover it with the same, that was his whole message about covering it with the same intensity. Like, yes, all athletes have their own Twitter account, Jonas, and their own social media. They don't really, I mean, hell, Derek Jeter came up with something called the Players Forum. They don't need media people really to get their message out. He's turning it back on them. Like, if you're going to do your job one way, and come to me and ask me about everything, not just not just basically the Kyrie thing, but if you're going to ask me about everything, the George Floyd thing, or what did you think about what um you know what do you think about the George Floyd situation? What do you think about what Laura Ingram told you to shut up and dribble? If he's got to sit in that seat and take those bullets, then he could turn around and look at the same people that look like them and ask them to say, hey, why aren't you? What take y'all so long to ask me this question? I am a LeBron James. We don't expect the media to go ask. Ron Artest that question about that. They're not going to go ask John Morant that question about that. They're not going to go ask, um, you know, Luka Doncic, Dirk Nowinski about that. They asked the guy. They asked LeBron James those questions. They asked Bill Russell those questions. Because they asked Kareem Abdul-Jabbar those questions. LeBron has put himself to have that platform. And he's not running from it. He doesn't run from it. But now he's saying... <laughs> I go back to fake hustle because it just it just really feels like you waited a week, a week, and now you're upset about it. Now you're upset that nobody's asking you, and you're saying, "Well, where are you guys? I, I want to talk about this." Okay, LeBron, well, let me, you, if you, you look LeBron, at you this have, way, you have a show. You have okay. a show on HBO called called The Shop. You're doing mm -hmm. your own Thursday night broadcast or Monday night alternative broadcast. He's got that going mm -hmm. on. You have you're the most followed account on Instagram. If you're really upset about it, use any one of those platforms that you okay. own and speak about it. So He's let me played ask multiple you this. games let, since, let, let since me ask you last this. week. If you think it's face, fake hustle, and that's your opinion, and I totally disagree, but if you think it's fake hustle or it's a show or it's a front – or he's not really mad, then what's the, what, why would he, what is he gained by, why does he need to fake hustle? What is he doing it for then? What's your opinion of what he's doing? If he's not genuine about it, and this isn't calculated because this is when, how he wanted to handle it, not Jonas Clark, but this is how he wanted to handle it. What, what's the purpose of him fake hustling then? What is he gaining by doing if it's all fake? Because now after the story's already gone on for a week, now we're getting LeBron, it, it, this, this is the run of sports talk radio today. Is now LeBron's outrage about about why wasn't I asked about Jerry Jones? You guys know I'm a Cowboys but what, fan. You, still, that you still guys know I'm friends with Jerry Jones. That still doesn't answer the question. What does LeBron get out of? You still haven't answered the question. He's getting 24 hours of media talk. That's what, 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 what is the, LeBron's platform and, 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 Le, and LeBron's 20th 
season. And LeBron has how many Twitter followers? How many different? What? I mean, his, like you said, his own HBO show, whatever. Why does LeBron have to fake something to keep his name around for 24 hours? To, to make everybody in every show talk about him. Think about what you said. Why does LeBron feel like he has There's to have, a show. Why does LeBron feel me, like he me, has to have listen, an alternative listen, Monday listen, Night listen, Broadcast listen, just listen, like everybody else? There is a show that is carried by Fox Network that half the show for the last four years or five years of his existence is about one guy in the National Basketball Association and it's LeBron James and I'm talking about Undisputed. LeBron, that's why I'm trying to tell you and make you see LeBron has doesn't have to fake. This is genuine. It might not been at your pace the way it is because it's like, damn, dude, we got this coming on. You know, I want to talk about, you know, the Spurs play. We, we, we've, we've got football tonight. I want to talk. Oh, and here comes LeBron. And while LeBron, he don't give a damn about that, that ain't why he does it. He doesn't do what he needs to do to fill content or make producers like yourself jobs easier. That's what you think he takes these bullets for? No, man. Come on. Then why, Come on, Jonas. You're better than that. You're then, smarter then, than that. Then why wait a week, Cal? It's Cal. You got to ask him, but I just gave you a perfect example. And I'm you, telling you, you 70% of the audience would agree with you me. You said it's calculated. You, it's calculated to the fact of like, look, man, I'm going to wait. To Maybe he's doing his own case study. Maybe he wants to know. It's like, man, I know that no one knows what it feels like to walk in his shoes. No one knows what There's it feels like to walk in. Like. No, not as a black man. No, not, not not with the weight of his shoulders, not even on his own community and the outside community. No, there's very few. You'd have to go to a, a well, Bill Russell. Few, but you'd have to go to you'd have to go to you'd have to go to a Bill Russell. You'd have to go to a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Muhammad Ali. Michael Jordan don't know. Tiger Woods don't know, and the late Kobe Bryant didn't know because they didn't put themselves out there like that. 1-800-707-976. All right, you want to move quick, on? You quick, quick, quick question here. Yeah. So now that, now that LeBron is outraged about not being asked about Jerry Jones, do we know how he feels about Jerry Jones? Nobody. What he did is, I'm going to use your word, what you told me about the Jerry Jones. What he's doing is he's starting a conversation. He's starting a conversation and putting the mirror out to be like, this is how we feel in our community. There is a millions of African-American people that know exactly and feel exactly might not be in his tax bracket, might not be LeBron James. Won't be able to call themselves a top three basketball player I've ever lived, but they know exactly and feel and know exactly what he's talking about right now. And you staring at one of them. Because I live it to a certain extent. So now he's got this. He, he's made everybody aware. We started a conversation on on on. Le, we we need to ask LeBron about counter race issues too. But he's not speaking to the one that he's putting in question himself. He's outraged about not not being asked about think, Jerry Jones. Think, but what's but, his but, response but, on but, Jerry Jones? But, but I think he has if a Le personal relationship but, with but, that. And guy. I think that if LeBron in the right settings, that the reporters, the, the reporters had the opportunity to come back and ask him that, but they were stunned. They got through a curveball. They got caught, buckled at the knees, strike three, go sit down. All them people with them credentials, the people that like to go cover the games and say they're part of the media, all of them had the opportunity to ask him exactly what you asking right there. 
Hey, well, what is your thoughts on it, LeBron? James? What do you think of that picture? They all froze. Is that LeBron's fault? No. LeBron, I, LeBron ain't going to run from that conversation. He doesn't. He has earned the credit. LeBron report, is a, LeBron does not need to be wait not need to wait to be asked anything. So if you're not so if you're not going to wait to be asked this question now because you set your you set your week deadline did, if no, I'm not you're asked right. by this point, but you're so absolutely the, right. So then why not just you're offer? Absolutely right. Why not offer at that point? Because he's calling the media out on their bull crap on how he's him and his people and Kyrie's treated compared to other people. I don't know how else plain I can put it to you. That's what that's what it's about. He's telling the media that I shouldn't always have to do y'all's job. Y'all see what's going on. Why well, always have to be the one the first? To, why, let me ask you, why does he have to always be the one to speak about it? Why does he? Why? why I think that LeBron is in a, a, a position where if you're really upset about something, you don't wait to be asked why you're upset. If, if something's bothering you, be upfront and say, I, I, I think, this is I think, bothering I, th- I, think, I think basically, look, there are certain people that can control their emotions and there are some people that can't. Every time I'm upset about something, like, yeah, I can, I can have a temporary, but every time I'm upset with something, especially if it's something business-wise or something, anything, I don't really just write and tell you all. I'll wait a little bit. LeBron I'll wait to see if responds you know time after time after time, one of the most active social media accounts. He responds time after time after time. Okay, and this time he and did. This, this time he elected Because he's to, doing a study. And then, and then he waits until he's in front yeah, of a microphone. there's a reason why he Following waited. a win. Not following a loss. Following a win. Yeah. And if he, I'm glad he didn't do it after loss because people say he's trying to deflect on how bad the Lakers suck. I think it's one I of the things. You could still I, be I, trying I, to deflect well, on how bad no, the Lakers suck. No. That you get by Portland no, last night. I just think the bottom line is LeBron has done enough. What's with trying to be the focal point and the voice of social media? LeBron doesn't have to fall and fake slide in the first base when it comes to that topic on anything. Say what you want to him about the finals record. Say what you want to do about where he ranks compared to Jordan, COVID, everything. Where he ranks when basically biting his tongue and lip and not on social justice or what he feels that his people go through that they can't speak up, LeBron's never ran from that. And because he didn't do it in real time up to your expectations or up to the media's expectations, it doesn't matter because we all don't do that. You don't you don't respond to everybody at the same rate at the same time all the time. You don't. Whether it's via text, I don't. It it doesn't matter. I'm giving you an example because I know you. I, I, I haven't known you forever, but I know you and anybody that's as close as to me as you are in the circle that's basically working for my company. I'm going to know who they usually are. And I know that you don't respond to everybody in the same time manner and handle every situation flat all the way through. So because you and I'm not and th- I'm talking to you because I know there's a million people out there that's like you that think about like not like you, but th- that are thinking like you about this particular topic that's making LeBron's ass trip and a butt itch about this because y'all feel like the dude half the time he's basically media hounding. It's all about LeBron. And I can't expect anybody outside of my culture to be able to understand and look at it that that's not what it is. But now this conversation, because so, he didn't share his opinion on Jerry Jones, the only thing we have to talk about is it's all about LeBron. But he did, that's not what he did it for, though. And I think his credit report shows that that's not why he did it. But now we have 1-800-707-976. to come back another night and ask him, how do you feel about Jerry Jones now? Well, that ain't his fault. That's the reporter's fault. Tell him to do the job. 
People tell him his ass needs to hit free throws and he shouldn't be shooting 65% free throws. He needs to clean. He needs to close games. He shouldn't be passing the ball when it's the last shot of the game. They can tell him, then why can't he tell them to do their damn job? Half the people that go cover those games at the media, whatever, they're there because it's like, oh, I cover them. And half of them don't even want to ask the damn serious questions just like you did. They froze, man. They got a strike. Sit down, buckle at the knees. They could have asked that they didn't because they're like, uh, good question, LeBron. We don't know. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Bartlett's been the one and twos. We'll be back. <laughs> 